Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We'll listen to that a little bit more uh, later on. That's Sam Fender. Uh, standing by to join us is Dr. Dan Siegel. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Janine. How are you? Wonderful. Thanks for calling in, and congrats on your latest book, Aware, The Science and Practice of Presence, The Groundbreaking Meditation Practice. How did this become such an important topic to you? You know, the experience of developing this wheel of awareness meditation with first patients, then with my colleagues and students, and then ultimately in workshops with a lot of people, led to so many positive reports from the people doing it that I really felt it should be available so people could use a book combined with some practices if you wanted to get on the web and get them from our website Mm -hmm. so that people would actually learn to what's called integrate consciousness, which is associated with all sorts of positive changes in your life. And I feel like we live in a time where you, you don't have to be an adult. You can be a teenager, and we're not focused. We're so distracted, especially with our phones or anything else. Well, exactly. And, you know, this distraction, you may think, oh, what's the problem with it? It's actually associated with unhappiness. I believe that. Yeah. yeah. So that's why if you want to be happy and you want to be healthier, it's good to develop a way of practicing training your mind to focus attention, to open awareness, and actually develop a kindness. And these are all things that you could do with this one practice, the Wheel of Awareness. Does this field seem like it's, um, it made perfect sense? Because your backstory is, uh, well, you are a clinical professor of psychiatry at UCLA School of Medicine. And how did this all evolve? Because it seems like it's a perfect fit for you. Well, it's so interesting you're saying that because you're absolutely right. You know, initially, I didn't ever use the word meditation. Mm -hmm. I'm trained, you know, in regular medicine, and then I went into pediatrics and ultimately child and adolescent psychiatry, and then I became a researcher and then an educator. And in all of that journey, it was not about meditation. And I actually got into the meditation world really by accident, because I used the word be mindful in a book I wrote with Mary Hartzell, Mm -hmm. called Parenting from the Inside Out, and that got me in touch with people who said, oh, you're into meditation. I said, what do you mean? Uh, Meditation, (laughs) it seemed kind of a little woo-woo, you know? Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) So they told me what it was, and I said, well, let me look into it, and I looked into it, and it was really fascinating that there were certain research findings that were coming out on mindfulness meditation that resembled what it meant to be in a loving relationship with another person, especially how a parent raises a child. So that made me really, really interested in the science of how you can use a reflective practice called meditation to actually change your brain, just like as if you were being raised by someone who really loved you. That is so fascinating. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So let's get into your book. You talk about the three pillars of mind training. Could you briefly touch on that? Absolutely. You know, there are lots of different forms of meditation. The word meditation simply means training the mind. So I I like to use that term because it's very direct. And when you look at the research of ancient practices, it turns out there are three kinds of practices that generally have been cultivated over hundreds, sometimes thousands of years, and researchers more recently have actually started to systematically 
study what happens to a given individual when they do this particular practice. For example, the first one is focusing your attention, Okay. right? And that would include, like I'm trying to focus, let's say, on my breath. I get distracted. How do I notice when a distraction is there? How do I let go of the distraction and then redirect my attention to the breath and then sustain it on the breath? So the bottom line is when you practice focused attention, guess what? It gets stronger. Yes. And even the circuits in the brain involved in focusing attention, acknowledging distractions, redirecting, those actually not only are activated, they actually strengthen in their connection. So you see changes in the structure of the brain based on what you're doing with your mind. Mm-hmm. I, always, I just want to add that I always feel like in order to have focus, you've got to also think about sleep and taking care of yourself physically and mentally, you know, what you're eating and all that. Oh, absolutely. There's a whole, I mean, if you, you know, I have this thing with David Rock called the Healthy Mind Platter. There's absolutely a bunch of things besides meditation. That's just one of the many things you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, in this focused attention thing, for example, uh, we did an initial study, one of the first at UCLA with my colleagues at our research center, you know, where we said, hey, if you have attention deficit, you know, maybe you could improve it uh, with training the mind. Yeah. And so we did right. it, and people got even more better than if they were taking medication. So Lydia Zalowska wrote a beautiful book called The Mindful Prescription for ADHD. Um, and, it was, you know, of course, no one pays you to, uh, to do meditation. It's empowering the individual to say, if I've got a challenge in an area regulating my emotions or focusing my attention, maybe I can use a mind training practice. Now we have research that shows it works, so why not, if it helps, do that in addition to medication. So this isn't against medications. It just says if you have something going on like emotional dysregulation, why not take your medications fine, Mm -hmm. but also learn a mind training that teaches you how to regulate your emotions or focus your attention or all sorts of things. So this is a time of really working synergistically with different approaches, like you're saying, eating well, sleeping well, and and bring it all into your life so you can empower yourself to bring well-being into your world, which includes the other two pillars are opening awareness, which means really learning how to be and not always do. Mm -hmm. You know, when you drop into open awareness, which would, in the wheel practice, it's just the hub of the wheel, it's a beautiful moment for many, many people where they basically are allowing themselves to become receptive, open, they become at peace. There's this feeling like, I can actually feel at ease now. I like that. Feel this tranquility that they never knew was available to them. And it's right there with just a small differentiation of the hub from the rim in our wheel practice. And suddenly people are filled with this glow and they're smiling and Mm -hmm. they go, you know, I'm at peace now. I can't believe this was just waiting for me to happen. So that's the open awareness part. And the third one is kind intention, which is sometimes called compassion or loving kindness. It's basically where you develop positive regard for your inner experience positive regard for the inner experience of people around you, and positive regard for relationships with not only human beings, but also with nature, with the natural world, Mm -hmm. in which we're a fundamental part. I I love this, by the way. So the three pillars of mind training, focused attention, open awareness, and kind intention. I do a lot of walking, and it's helped me through grief, loss of uh, family members, friends, Mm. and uh, this is great. This, This is so relevant, I'm sure, to myself and other listeners. 
Yeah, you know, it's, it's basically these are human fundamentals, attention, awareness, and intention. And imagine if you said, okay, well, how can I take a walk and, you know, bring this training of these three pillars into my walk? And you can do that. And, you know, it's what's so fun about the Wheel of Awareness is it's a simple, you know, visual image. We teach this to kids in kindergarten, and there are people in their 90s who are using it. So it's all across the lifespan. Oh, that's great. With this simple image, you're basically differentiating the knowing of consciousness, this experience of awareness itself in the hub. Around the rim are all the things you could be aware of, like what you hear, what you see on your walk, or thoughts you have, or a feeling in your body, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And when you differentiate the different knowns on the rim from the knowing in the hub, that process is called integration. So you're integrating, meaning you're differentiating and linking consciousness itself. And what is absolutely amazing is when you look at the research, when you do three pillars, which are all in the wheel, you get all three in one practice, then it actually reduces stress, improves your immune system, improves your cardiovascular system, reduces inflammation by changing gene expression. It actually optimizes an enzyme that repairs the ends of your chromosomes. And as those researchers, including Alyssa Eppel and uh, the Nobel Prize winner Elizabeth Blackburn, who discovered this system, it actually slows the aging process. Really? Yeah. Whoa. When I turned the manuscript into Alyssa for her to review it, she said, Dan, this is a great book, but you've left something out. And I go, oh, my God, I have to write another chapter. She goes, no, 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 no. You have to write another chapter. You need to say it slows the aging process. And I said, that's kind of wild. How can I say that? And these are the world's experts in that. Mm-hmm. And she said, because that's what we've shown. I yeah. said, okay. So I said, slows the aging process. You know, it also integrates the brain itself, which makes your life more resilient. So in all these ways, you get this change in a positive way in the physiology of your body, mm-hmm. including slowing the aging process. You integrate your brain, which makes you more resilient, and your relationships are more rewarding and connecting. So it's, you know, my gosh, if there was a vitamin yes. that did all these, Janine, you'd say, <laughs> Give me how do one. I take that? Let me invest in the company. Well, we do know from research, these are the outcomes if you do a regular practice. It's like regularly brushing your teeth. This is regularly brushing your mind to polish it up and strengthen it and give you mental hygiene. I think this is wonderful, and that's what caught my eye, because as I mentioned, the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Thank you. There are so many uh, daily stressors we have, and we need a toolkit to deal with the things that come along, and we have to take care of ourselves. Totally. Well, if you want to take care of yourself, do these three pillars of mind training. It doesn't have to be the wheel. The wheel happens to have all three in one Mm -hmm. practice. But find each of the three, and they're usually separate areas, and and make sure you do this on a regular basis, you know, and that that could mean just 10 minutes a day, some research suggests, is a minimum. But just like you don't do your teeth brushing once a year, you want to do teeth (laughs) brushing regularly, (laughs) this is the same thing. And, And you'll feel it. You'll feel it pretty soon once you start, and you'll go, whoa, why didn't I do this before? And you'll say, thanks, you Get the funk out because I've got the funk out. <laughs> All right, Dan. Well, we have to wrap, but I know you are on, uh, let's see, Twitter at Dr. Dan Siegel. You're on Facebook at Dr. Dan Siegel. Where else can people find you? 
You know, the website, Dr. Dan Siegel, D-R-D-A-N-S-I-E-G-E-L.com, has a bunch of stuff. We have some great events coming up in the very near future that you might want to come for in, in person. I and would like that. Really wonderful um, online stuff we have, too. Do you have stuff in L.A.? Or, or Yeah, oh. well, we have some stuff in L.A. we got okay. a great conference in April coming up. Got one up in the Santa Cruz Mountains in January. And just if you go to the events tab, okay. you'll see some really great. We want to really build community around these ways of getting the funk out and, and, and bringing more well-being into our lives and into the world around us. And I feel with the holidays coming up, you know, we're under a lot of stress for different reasons that, especially as parents, if you take care of yourself, you know, everybody else around you and your posse will feel it. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, if you go to the website, we, we, for free, you, you can do the Wheel of Awareness practice. It's right there. You just press on the resources tab, okay. and it's available to you. And, and one, as your relatives are coming, take the time <laughs> to, to start this out, yes. and you'll see the change pretty rapidly. Fantastic. Dr. Dan Siegel, thank you so much. I just want to uh, mention your book, Aware, the Science and Practice of Presence, the Groundbreaking Meditation Practice. Thank you so much for calling in. A pleasure. Thank you, Janine. Be well. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. If you missed any part of this, all the info about Dr. Dan Siegel is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, and I am on Twitter at moms underscore rock. Our conversation will be up within an hour after I wrap. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.